Hey everybody and welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host David Michael and I'm extremely excited today because we are presenting our exclusive interview with DJ Craze. Now DJ Craze is an award-winning turntablist and record producer. He's known for his skillful mixing of genres like hip-hop and Miami bass, um, trap, breaks, drum and bass, stuff like that. And at the age of three he fled from his native Nicaragua with his family to the United States later to become the only solo DJ in history to win the DMC World Championships three times consecutively. Now, I was kind of hanging around Twitter one day back in July, and I saw Craze post a tweet, and he said, The DJ culture is a joke because y'all have made it a joke. We've always been here repping the art form. Lame EDM producers made it a joke. And I was kind of curious what he meant by that and if he wanted to expand on it and so i replied to his tweet and asked if he would like to come on the show and expand on that thought and he said sure and so we brought him on and you know craze was extremely generous with his time it was just a total honor to have him on the show but before we get started i do need to apologize for the audio at the last minute we switched from recording via skype to recording a phone call and in my sort of hurried state, I managed to get an entirely blank recording. Now, luckily, I had a backup recording. I had set my iPad up in the corner to record the ambient sound in the room, just in case something like this happened. So we were able to salvage the recording, but because it was a backup that we recorded at sort of a distance, the sound quality is not great. Now, thanks to Trip putting in hours and hours of hard work, he was able to make it a lot more listenable. So I'm extremely thankful for that because this is a terrific interview. I think you're all going to really enjoy it. So the audio is a bit rough, but I think you'll find it listenable. Uh, This might not be the episode to listen to in your car, you know, because of road noise. So if you're like me and you listen to podcasts in the car, this might be the one that you save till you get home where you can listen to it on your speakers or headphones or something like that uh, if you're having trouble. By the way, also might not be the one to listen to at work because this episode will be a bit explicit for language, so just fair warning. I think that you're going to agree that this interview is good stuff. We talk about the phenomenon of EDM blowing up in the U.S. and the effect that that has had on DJ culture. We talk about hashtag real DJs, how that sort of became a battle cry for those that were trying to preserve the culture, but how it was also really misused over time. Craze sort of confesses that there were really, there's really no such thing as a quote real DJ. You know, we don't get to just assert our idea of what DJing is onto other people who are obviously already enjoying DJ culture in their own way. He explains to us how, you know, he didn't start the, the hashtag, but he did come out with some videos and was supporting that because he wanted to sort of educate people, not to harass or offend them. He just felt the need to show people what real DJing was to him. But he kind of said that he doesn't really push that very hard anymore because people were taking too much from it. He said that real DJing to him is about crowd control, you know, making people have a good time. And he can't look at some 14-year-old and tell him that his favorite DJ isn't a real DJ when they're putting their own heart and soul into this too. He recalled how old rock dudes were mad at DJs who would call themselves musicians when he was first getting into it. I really appreciated Craze's honesty and his opening up and telling us about all this stuff. It was really interesting to sort of dig into his brain for a minute and figure out where all this kind of musical talent comes from. We talk about his path to Tractor and how he got there and why he loves Tractor software so much. 
We ask him what's on his iPod right now. We ask him what his favorite current hip-hop artist is. And we spend a little time talking about the current state of hip-hop and his thoughts on so-called mumble rap and, and that sort of thing. So we really get into a lot of cool topics. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And so without further ado, here is our exclusive interview with DJ Craze. Hello. Hello, is this Mr. DJ Craze? Yes, how you doing? <laughs> Hi. Hey, welcome to the welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. We're so glad you decided to uh, spend a few minutes with us today. Yeah, sure. Thank you for having me. good. Yeah, well, man, we've been looking forward to this all day. We'd really like to uh, ask you a few questions and get your thoughts on some things if you've got a few moments. Sure. So, uh, my name's David. I'm the host. I'm sitting here with Mo Dango, Tony DeSero, and Trip Turlington. They're my co-hosts. What's that? Yeah, we got uh, four people in the room here, so just wanted to let you know what, that's why there's so many voices. So. Awesome. So when we first started talking, um, our, our conversation kind of started based off of a tweet, and so I, I definitely want to get into that and get your thoughts on that. But before we get too far down the rabbit hole, could you just kind of give us the, uh, you know, the, the general who is DJ Craze? Ah, uh, shit, I'm a fucking, fucking badass <laughs> We're with you so far. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Um, yeah, no, I said, I'm DJ Grace. I've been DJing for over, what, 20 years now, I think. And, uh, yeah, I'm always just, you know, I love this fucking art, art form. I love, you know, the craft. I love everything about it. That's who I am. It's what I do. Yeah, I said. How did you get started? Did you have a mentor or? Yeah, no, my, my older brother was a DJ. He was like a, a block DJ, like just you know throwing parties around the way. And um, I used to go, I used to go to his crib after school and wait for my mom to pick me up. And uh, he had turntables, and that's how I got into it through you know through him and uh, for the DMCs and all that, all the battle and stuff. But like I met up with this dude called TMS, and he showed me all the music seminar battles, all the DMC battles. You know, all the battles that you know, work to that day. So that's how I got into like being a battle DJ and all that other shit. Okay, did you start off right away in the, into hip hop? Um, I was always like, my brother was, whatever my brother was into, I was into. My brother was always into music, he was into rock music. Okay. And he was into Miami bass and freestyle music because that's what was popping out here in Miami in like the early 90s or whatever. Um, and then through him, you know, I got into freestyle music and Miami bass. Like that was my first like DJ vibe, just Miami bass and, and freestyle music. And through my Miami bass, I remember I was in high school. I had some I had some dudes in my class in New York. And they were just like, man, you, know, you need to listen to some hip hop shit. And I was like, what the fuck is hip hop? <laughs> 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 it was like it was like early nineties. Like it was Miami. It wasn't on that New York vibe. This was like okay. You know, this is different back then. There was no internet, there was no none, so like everything was regional. So Miami was all about Miami bass and freestyle music. So he started showing me track called Quest, mm. The Lost Soul, and Get nice Boy, and basically everything that was on. You know, I'm taking past whatever was going to show me all that shit. And I was just like, you know, this is dope, it has a message. And there's like lyrics and there's like a vibe to it. And I was like, alright, cool. And that's how I got to hip hop. Okay, so um, on July 12th, which is when we started talking, you sent a sent out a tweet that said, the DJ culture is a joke because y'all have made it a joke. Yeah, I'm sure I remember this 
I'm putting you on the spot right now. Yeah, well, that's okay. Well, that's why we wanted to give you a chance to maybe uh, expand on it a little bit. You said, we've always been here repping the art form. Lame EDM producers made it a joke. So, uh, just full disclosure, you know, the, the four of us in the room play quite a bit of dance music, so I, I don't want you to think we're, like, running up on you or anything. But, yeah. But, uh, you know, we're all also huge hip-hop fans and, and fans of music in general, and so we kind of were curious, uh, because we might be in agreement here, uh, and I'm just curious, uh, two main questions that I have on that are, what A, what makes somebody a lame EDM producer, and B, um, what, why would you say that DJ culture is now a joke, or what aspects are a joke? Okay, so that's when it started from, I was reading something, I'm not even sure, because like, once again, I was in my studio high, and that's what I'm tweeting. Um, I forgot who said it, but it was some, somebody was retweeting something that some DJ was saying, he was basically saying, let's keep it real, being a DJ is a joke, you know, we just play music and we hit and we hit a button, and that's what we do, and okay. that's what it is, face it, right? And I was just like, DJ is a joke, that's all I read, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I was like, what? And I was like, DJ, and that's where it came from. I was like, DJ is a joke, because y'all have made the limit, and I was talking to this dude, and he, he was kind of like a late producer. I might have forgot, I forgot who he was, but I just, <laughs> kept, I just I remember thinking, the fuck is this dude back saying? Like, it's not a joke, it's a joke because y'all have made it a joke. People like I you said, you know, press the button, play your music, and stand up and cheer beat for two hours, or one hour. <laughs> okay. So that's basically what DJ has become. DJ is a big ass pep rally. You know what I'm saying? Like, people make edits and, like, you know, play their music and their edits for like an hour, and in between, they just cheer beat. You know? Yeah. Like, it's the same thing over and over. One, two, three, make some noise, and you ready? You ready? Three, two, one, jump. <laughs> we were just saying that before we called you. <laughs> but, you know, there's not the whole culture ain't like that, and that's what I was talking about. I was like, look, like, we've been keeping this art form strong for years. I'm like, there's still people that give a fuck about that, that give a fuck about clever mixes and, like, turntableism and club culture, like, club DJ culture and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, so that was, that was where I was going with that tweet. I, I don't remember who that was. I swear to God, if I remember to put him on the spot right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that makes total sense because that, that kind of speaks to a lot of the topics that we've brought up here on this show. I mean, the, the fact that somebody can go up in front of thousands and thousands of people and, and play their pre-recorded mix CD, which obviously in some cases happens. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not calling anybody out specific either, but... There are, there are times when that's obvious, and it, it's kind of like, what, what are you even doing? Well, it's not even just pre-recorded mixes. Sometimes it's like pre-recorded edits that I'm just like, yeah. wow, like you didn't really have to just pre-record You could have done that edit live, and it would have looked cool, and it would have been so much better. And like, I don't know, but whatever teach his own, but like, right, it's, just, it's, 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 you know, that's what it's a joke, really, because it's just yeah. like, all right, I get it, everybody's together, we're all feeling happy, and you're making us make some noise. Woo! So, <laughs> so you're not necessarily saying that it's that it's the fault of the genre in particular. Not at all. Like the musical style. Okay, because we were, we were wondering about that because um, 
I think we're all pretty much in agreement there then, because we've talked about the, the nature of technology has become so accessible to, to kids nowadays, and there's a low barrier to entry for uh, DJs and producers. And so right. you end up with these kids who, you know, somewhere in, in the pool of thousands of people who are tinkering around with, with their DAWs and stuff at home, somebody cranks out a hit, and then suddenly people want them to perform. And so they go to DJing, but they don't know anything about DJing. And so that seems to be maybe where a lot of this comes in, and EDM is a big, uh, a big contributor to that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Was that, were you asking me questions? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just agreeing with you. <laughs> no, 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 I'm agreeing with you, too. And, 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 and you know what? You know what? It's not, it's not just EDM. It's just that EDM brought that shit so much more to, like, right. you know, a higher level of, like, cheerleading than anything else. Yeah. You know I mean, like, it, you know, and, you know, for me, it's, you know, when it first started happening, I was really bummed out and I was really vocal about, like, you know, this shit is black and, like, really, but, you know, everything has just kind of, like, become the norm. Like, this is just the norm now, so, like, you can't really hate on somebody who just got into the scene, you know, producing raptor a year and he does not know how to DJ and he just wants to start traveling and have fun and just fucking make money and become a rock star off of that. So like now it's just like alright I get it's the norm now so it's not really that everybody sucks. It's just that, <laughs> you know the yeah. DJ culture has been hurt by that you know what I mean like people really just don't have skills and really just don't have no imagination everybody just does the same kind of thing and but now I look at it as like that's cool because it makes people like Gas Man Killer, people like Dayless, people like Four Color Zag, people like myself shine more because it's like, wait, I always get this from like young kids that have never heard of me or never seen you know me and, and they come to my show and they come up to me and they're just like, that was fucking cool. Like you were actually doing stuff. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, are they? Like, you know, looks like your friends that you know, this is just not a fucking pep rap. Like, you know, there's some thought to put into like DJing and, and rocking a club in a different kind of way of just like ranging out. Like, you can make people think in a club. You can make them, yes. you know, you can make them, you know, not just get bucked. And, you know, like, I've had, I've, I've done some sets lately where it's like, I get really intricate with my workplace and I like have a message about fuck the police and all this shit. And people just look at me like I'm crazy because they're just like, wait. You just you just took us somewhere else that we did not you know we weren't ready for like now we're like yeah we're feeling emotions not just you know mm. sometimes it's a bad thing because they're just like oh well you just fucked up my good time because you think about fuck you know fuck the cops and all that <laughs> but <laughs> but you know there's a different kind of demons I don't know where I'm going with this but yeah hey craze uh. This is Trip Turlington here. Um, I'm one of the DJs in this world that have had the pleasure of doing direct support for you in the past. So I've, I've, I've had that honor of, of opening for you and I've had the honor of seeing you. You know, so this is a, a, a really big honor for me to ask this particular question. So, you know, as we're sitting here and we're talking about, you know, the DJ culture and all of that, there's so many different facets to DJing. You know, uh, there's there's your club DJs, there's your house DJs, there's, you know, your turntablists and your skill set based DJs. And even on our show, we even have to, you know, take into account and cater to the mobile DJ. So, you know taking into account all of the things that we've just talked about, about EDM and how it brought some of that laziness up to, uh, up to the surface and, and shined a really big light on it. Hashtag real DJs became, you know, kind of the battle cry 
of those of us that 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 really feel like you know we are uh, trying our best to preserve that culture, but that is such an ambiguous term everywhere now. So like everybody's using real DJs as what they perceive a real DJ as. So as one of the people who really pushes that that hashtag out there, let me ask you this: What is a real DJ? <laughs> well, I mean. I, I spoke about that like I think a year ago in some interview and, and like I, you know I really just came to the realization that there is no such thing as a real DJ you know fucking thing like everybody takes what they see and what they like and you know what they think a real DJ is and they make it their own you know what I mean? like I can't tell a 16 year old DJ that like a fucking marshmallow ain't a real DJ <laughs> <laughs> and this is the not shots at it. No, 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 no! I got you. I got you. That's why I'm laughing because I'm like, I'm just taking a random name. Right, right, right. I can't, I can't tell a 16 year old that. I don't know whoever. Like, I'm just trying to name people that I don't know, so people don't think it's me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so whoever it is, I can't tell them that's not really you because they're just like, well, that's what we see when we go to the parties. Now we don't, we don't go to the parties and see. You know, Q-Bird and fucking and eight and well, they do see and shit. Uh, you know, we don't go to the parties and see these other DJs that you grew up to and you thinking that was real DJ. We see this at every single festival, so that is DJ for us. Like, who the fuck are you, old man, crazy? Telling you what the fuck I'm supposed to, you know, think real DJ is enough. I, I really started thinking about that, and I'm like, man, I don't want to be like that old dude, fucking forcing sure. your opinion on young kids, man. Young kids should, you know. Take whatever they take as real DJ and make it, you know, make it what they want to make it. If they see me and they think that's real DJ, hell yeah! <laughs> right, right, right. So if you don't mind, if you don't mind me asking, does that mean that you kind of renounce or don't follow that anymore, or do you just kind of stay quiet about it now because you don't want to stir the pot? Well, no. The thing is, like when that when that hashtag came up, and it was a track that came up with that thing. And then I used that on my video for New Sleeves. We were all feeling of a certain kind of way, just like you, you know, just like you said. Um, you know, we were all kind of like trying to preserve this culture that we love so much, and like that we were looking, we were, we were seeing what was happening. And I, I mean, I was feeling pissed off. I was like, "How the fuck is fucking Paulie D making like three times the money I make? How the fuck is Paris Hilton up there like doing shit and she's getting all this praise and being number one DJ?" And, you know what I mean, like. I was just fed up and I was just like, well, oh, I came up with that shit and I was like, alright, I'm showing what real DJ is to me. You yeah. Know what I mean? So that's what I did. I showed people what I thought real DJ was and the way that I did it with New Slaves and and people just people went crazy with it, you know, thinking that I was telling everybody, yo, this is what real DJ is. I would, I would read the mm. comments and I'm like, these people don't get what I just did. Like, they're just... They felt like you were coming up to them and, and pointing fingers at them and Getting upset. I think they thought that that's what I that's what I said. Real DJ was, and I was like, no, I was using that hashtag as you know, trying to make people wake up. Like, yo, this is this is what real DJ is to me, and that's what I mean by like now. I don't really like you know, not that I don't fuck with it. I still fuck with the real DJ hashtag, but I don't you know I don't force it into anybody's head anymore. I'm just like, look, man, you think that's real DJ? That's that's cool, but I'm over here now. Like, you know what I mean? Like. You, you gotta follow what you follow. So, I'm not gonna tell young kids what real DJ is. I'm gonna just show them. So, to, just to piggyback off of that a little bit, you know, knowing that, it, it, at least in my mind, I'm gonna speak just strictly from my heart, 
that, you know, there's different levels to DJing as a skill, correct? So, you know, at, at your core fundamental, you know, if you take away all of the sync buttons and all of that kind of stuff, you know, at the core, we're talking about mixing and, um, uh, and beat matching. And, and then once you get, you know, those fundamentals down, then you can get into scratching. And then from there, then, you, you know, you, you just keep building upon that skill. So when we're talking about people such as yourself and others, especially A-Track as well, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of his too. And, you know, when you're, when you're talking about people who have reached that pinnacle of skill-based DJing, there's no denying that you guys are at the top of the pyramid. So sitting up there at, at, at that level to me, when you see the rest of us, you know, take myself, for example, I can play multiple genres and I love playing multiple genres, but I can't scratch for nothing. So, <laughs> you know, I've tried it. I'm not great at it. And, you know, I can I can get a couple little baby scratches in there here. And, and, right. Exactly. You know, but, um, you know, so. Would you like when you see those of us who take who still take our craft seriously, you know, like when I opened up for you, I put out I put out one of my hardest drum and bass sets. I put my heart into that, you know, you know what I'm saying? So like and, and really tried my best to work that crowd up and knowing that you were coming, you know, I set that stage knowing who was coming to decimate the floor. You know what I'm saying? So when you see those uh, people at our level, you know, would you say that real DJ, hashtag real DJ still applies or is, you know, things like scratching and all of that, like a prerequisite to right. call yourself a DJ? Does it still count if we're not touching our records as much as you? <laughs> right, right. No man. no, man, it's all about, like, it's all about doing your thing, you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's why I'm saying that, like, I'm not pushing that, I'm strong over you. Like, I'm just, like, that hashtag was just for everybody to take what they took from it and, 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 and you know, do whatever they want with it. Like, for me, like, real DJ is, like, first of all, like, it is about, the, you know, the, the core DJ is about mixing and rematching, but it's also about crowd control and rocking the crowd. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and making people have a good time. So, so if I can clarify, so what you're saying is if, if David Guetta put out a tweet that said, hashtag real DJ. <laughs> all jokes, all jokes, all jokes. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm 
mean, but even David Kelly, the homeboy's like, what, like 60 almost? <laughs> 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 so I'm just like, yo, that's a real motherfucker. <laughs> Fair enough. Craze, what's up, man? This is uh, this is Tony. Um, I was the promoter that brought you here to Dayton. Um, yeah, we ate uh, Cousin Vinny's Pizza until 4 a.m. And, and you brought him Jolly Cafe, Ranchers. Remember? <laughs> and, and you brought him Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> yeah, 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 you were, but you still you still killed it, regardless. Um, just kind of piggybacking off of what you said about Geta, um, you know, I'm also a stage and a production manager for a company that throws a lot of EDM college music festivals, and I've been a DJ for, you know, 25 years, and to see some of these guys, like, realistically, like you said, jumping up on the table, cheerleading, it's, to me, it, it, it's shitty, you know, it is really shitty to the culture, um, and one of the examples that I had come up with earlier really is, um, you have, you know, individually the guys are great producers and individually they're good DJs, uh, Swedish House Mafia, for example, <clears throat> um, yeah, and, and you have, you have the three guys up there behind four CDJs and the Nexus 900, and realistically, what, what's going on up there, you know? It's, and you have all these kids, you have hundreds of thousands of kids in the audience saying, oh, wow, they, they fucking killed it, they killed it. Well, they killed it, what do you mean they killed it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, the, the younger culture and the younger kids don't have quite the clue or even understand what's going on up there, which is not too much when it comes to that. And that's, you know, and that's kind of my example to the Gieta and that, that whole culture. I'm not, you know, I'm on your side 100%. You know, they're they're good producers, absolutely, and, and they're decent DJs, but realistically, to me, it's not, they're not getting into the nuts and bolts of of the whole DJ process. Yeah, I mean, to me, it just comes down to, like, just basically, like, a name, right? Like, if DJ Top, uh, DJ Top 100 changes you know, their names to, like, producer or you know, top producer, top 100 or some shit like that, it would make more sense because they're really not DJs, right? But it's the same way that when we first came into the whole thing and turntablism was blowing up, like, I remember, like, old rock dudes would be mad at DJs because of the same mm-hmm. reason we're mad at these producer guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, because, like, because we would, you know, we were taking the fame and, like, we were fucking blowing up DJ as the culture was blowing up and it was, like, you had DJ bands, like, Invisible Scratch people and, and executioners and they were up there talking about turntablism, you know, we're, we're musicians. And then, like, real musicians would be like, the fuck are you talking about? You're not a musician, you're playing, you're playing records. Yeah, the music's <laughs> already recorded. Yeah. Yeah, the music's already recorded. And, it was, and we, you know, we were just, like, you know, we were, like, you know, saying, nah, we're fucking musicians. Like, what's up? Like, we're, at, we're up here, like, rocking beats and playing with melodies and doing all this shit. And so I just feel like, you know, we, you know, we were saying that we were musicians, but the musicians were like, you're not musicians. It's just like how these guys are saying, we're DJs, and we're us DJs. We're like, you're not DJs, you're producers. Right, <laughs> right. I mean? like, so I feel like it's kind of like the same thing now. It's just like, you know, if, if it would say, you know, David Kent is going to go up there and rock the crowd, be a crowd rocker for like <laughs> nobody would give a shit. They'd be like, all right, he's gonna go up there and get you later and like fucking smile and do head arts and all that shit. Nobody would have a problem with him labeling himself as a crowd rocker, but since it's a DJ set, like we get all fucking if you were to take away their fire, their confetti cannons, and their CO2 blasts, what are they going to be? <laughs> Don't forget the cakes. Take away the cakes. <laughs> you know? Well, they're just playing their music, and that's what 
right? So right. That's where I'm just like, it's, it's, it's a funny one because, like, unless they talk shit, I'm like, you know, <laughs> y'all okay with me now because, like, this is what it's become. Like, people just want to go to shows and hear music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a shame because everything's got that dumbed down. Like, I remember going out to clubs, even in drum and bass clubs, I would only want to hear new shit. I didn't want to hear nobody on the mic. I just wanted to see Andy C play some dumplings. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear right. new. And it was the same thing when I was getting into hip-hop. I remember, you know, spinning at, at clubs here in Miami that were just hip-hop clubs. And they were, you know, they were hyped on here. They should have been new. But I remember when I played Fuji's Ready or Not for the first time, people were like, what? Going crazy, lighters in the air, fucking banging the walls. <laughs> they did not know what it was. And that kind of vibe, that kind of DJ culture vibe is gone. And that's... Yeah. One thing I miss, but like nowadays, everybody knows. All right, we're gonna go see this guy. No, of course he's not gonna be DJ. He's a fucking producer. There's gonna be confetti, and we're all gonna go fucking crazy when he plays that one song that we heard a million times. <laughs> and that's what it's become. Cool. Hey, uh, this is Mo. Huge fan. Uh, really love what you do for the craft. Um, Thanks, bro. Now, earlier you said that your brother was your influence in terms of becoming a DJ. But uh, what role did music play in your life? Because it's obvious that you have a passion for music just by in your sets and, and watching you get down. So, you know, where does all that come from? And I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> there was no musicians in my family. I'm really not that, you know, uh, musically trained. Um, but DJing for me and even hip hop in general was like my kind of like escape from the whole fucking world because, you know, I come from nothing. It was like five of us in a one bedroom apartment when we moved, uh, when we moved to this country. So like for me, hip hop, it was kind of like a voice, it was like an inner city voice for all of us that didn't have shit. And that's what I loved about it. So I, I surrounded myself with like hip hop culture. And that's what, you know, attracted me to like become a, a, a DJ and a turntable because I couldn't rap, I couldn't break, <laughs> I couldn't, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't I couldn't do nothing, but I wanted to be part of this culture that I love so much. And that was like fucking helping me understand the world so much. You know, you, you're obviously like Trip said at the pinnacle of that pyramid you know, uh, as far as turntablism go, but if you weren't a DJ, what would you be doing? What would be your What would be your dream job? <laughs> Shit, no clue, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's why when you asked me who was DJ Graves, I'm just like, man, that's all I am, fucking badass DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I have no love for nothing else. I love music. I love DJing. This is my life, and that's it. Like, if I didn't have this, I mean, fuck, it would be something with music. I think, or it would be something with. I don't know, maybe like a fucking school teacher? I don't know, because I like, I, I'm really social and I really hate, you know, fucking people getting taken advantage of, so I'd probably be like a social worker or something. Okay, nice. So you, you also seem to love Tractor, and I do too, so I'm wondering if you could tell me what uh, what brought you into Tractor, and, and are you are you entirely married to Tractor, or, you know, is there is there some killer feature that would make you uh, pull away from that? Yeah, they just sent me another Z2 today, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you got extras, bro, you know, I guess I'll send you my address. <laughs> um, no, 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 I started with Final Scratch, that was like the first uh, right. digital vinyl system, whatever, DBS. I started with that, and then um, when Serato came out, it was it was better than Final Scratch, so I moved on to Serato for a couple of years, and then Native Instruments hit me up, and they said, all right, we bought out Final Scratch, we turned it into Tractor, and now it's better, and I was like, eh, I'm not there yet, and then they came out with Tractor Scratch Pro, 
And that was the shit. And like they, they brought it over to my crib. Like somebody came over, like they showed it to me, and they compared it to Serato right in front of me. And I was like, you know, wow, the latency was better. Like and it was, it was a bunch of shit that was better on Tractor. So I was like, word, I'll switch over to Tractor. Ever since, I've just been with Native Instruments. Like they, they take care of me. Like it's never been like a sponsorship or anything signed. It's always sure. been like mutual love. Like I'll do a video for them, and they fucking hook me up with everything. And, you know, they help me push the video, too, so they help me, you know, my career, and I help them sell some fucking fixers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so that, what, uh, what killer feature, I tweeted this at you, too, but uh, what killer feature would make you move on from that Z2? Or another way to put it might be if, if Native Instruments came out with the, the Z2 Mark II or the Z4 or something, um, what, if you had your say, what would it include? Shit, right, actually, we gotta talk about that. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, Native Instruments, we're, 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 in, we're in the works to, like, do something together, but, yeah, there's tons of killer features that, you know, I've been wanting on that thing. So, like, when the, when that Pioneer one came out, the S9, when that shit came out, I was just like, yeah, this is all this shit I was thinking in my head. <laughs> and then they did it, and I was like, fuck. So, I mean, I, for, for a little bit, I was looking at that S9, like, yo, is it worth the tractor? Right. I was going to ask you a lot of a lot of turntablists are, are really moving on that S nine. They like that thing. It's dope. Yeah. I'm not even gonna buy that. Sorry, tractor. Like I just can't buy like that. Just amazing. Like that mixer is the closest. Like if it had some of the features that the nine oh nine had, then it would be like the best mixer of all time. Hmm. It's really it's it's amazing. There's a couple things that. Like, uh, Zach was over here a couple of days ago for practice for a show, and, and, like, you know, he's still trying to figure it all out, and, and like, we were comparing it to the Z2, and there's a lot of shit that the Z2 still has over the S9, but okay. the, the 8 pad, the 16 pads, whatever, like, all the effects that the Pioneer had, that shit is amazing, but... And it really comes down, sorry, it really comes down to the software, too, right? Like, if you really understand and enjoy the way the tractor works, the... Yeah. Nobody wants to go through and, and remap the S9 to do all that stuff when you have something purpose-built that does it perfectly, right? Exactly, exactly. And, like, that's the whole thing about Tracker 2. You, you can customize everything, and, like, it's all, I don't know, it's dope. I like it. Mo, you have a question? Yeah, uh, what's on your iPod right now? What's on my iPod? Shit, well, on my iPhone, let me see. Uh, I got the new Tyler. I got the new Let It Roll Ram EP thing. I got uh, it's Staples. I got uh, hold on, let me see. <laughs> I got that paint thing that just came out on Vision. I got some new sync. I got some. I got that Nathan Metro Woman. Got that Tyler the Creator. Got that Uramasa. Got that Camel Crooked. That shit's amazing. Mm. Some new Hologenics. John Casey, old Carmack, new Royals. Yeah, I got a bunch of shit. Do you have, do you have a favorite um, hip hop artist, rapper, or if that's too hard, a uh, top five? Right now, yeah, yeah, of course, Kendrick. Like for, okay. for this generation, Kendrick is the one. Like there's like yeah, him. Isaiah Rashad is my second favorite. Uh, I really like Ben Staples' album. Okay. But as an MC, I don't. Really, like think he's amazing, but I think his album is amazing because, yeah, he didn't just use 808 beats, he went all over the place with it, it was real refreshing, I was like, wow, you know, MCs are, you know, still looking for different kind of shit. What's your take on, on 
designer and future and, and so-called mumble rap? Um, that's another thing that, you know, first when it comes out as an old dude, like, I'm so protective of the culture, I'm right. just like, what the fuck is this? Like, they literally sound retarded. <laughs> 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 They sound like they sound weird. They sound they sound right. so uneducated and they sound so that's why it's called mumble rap. They sound so dumb and retarded. You know what I mean? It's just like I can't sometimes as an old dude, I can't believe that this is what it's come to, right? Because right. it's not really about talent or skills, it's about what's hot and it's it's kinda of like this hipster mentality of like it's so whack that it's cool. Mm-hmm. Or like yeah. so, or like it's so dumbed down and so easy that we fuck with it. It's, but then I look at it once again as an old dude. I look at it and I look at myself when I was a kid. And I used to be really into like Miami Bass and Two Black Crew. Like Two Black Crew back then was mobile rap, you know. Because when Two Black Crew came out, you had Public Enemy, you had Corrections Teachers, you had you know all these other groups that were talking about real shit. You had Rock Hand, real lit, uh, lyricism. You had Darius One. You had all these people that were like. Talking about real shit, and then you had pop that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's like, what the fuck? And, like, you know, that was the mobile rap back then. So, like, you can't knock little kids for liking all this dumb shit, but when it becomes, <clears throat> when it's like the, when it's the major thing in the culture, it, then it's like, oh, what the fuck? Where are we as people? That this yeah. is what is the, the mainstream, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, but that's music in general. Like, when I talk to my daughter about music, and, you know, she's like, okay, well, it, it is crazy because, like, when you were growing up, you were listening to Tribe Called Quest and De La Soul and Dead Press, and these people were actually trying to uplift the people. And it was cool. Now, when you're a conscious rapper, it's not cool. So it's right. like, well, what the fuck's going on? Like, you know, what, what, what is going on with the people? Not just, <laughs> not just mumble rap. What's going on? Why? Why are people so into this, and why are people are so, you know, why, why are they so into getting, you know, fucked up on me and, and Percocet and ecstasy when, like, when we were growing up, that was just the means to get out of the hood. Like, you would talk about selling drugs because, you know I mean, you wanted to get out the hood. You didn't want to, you want to be the one on gene and fucking, you know, doing dumb shit. So, you know, it's a different time, like. It's gone from struggle to party. Yeah, not just all, yeah, I mean, all of rap right now is about parties, strip clubs, and taking drugs. That's what, that's what rap is about right now, you know what I mean? Like, every, every other song is the same. So, there's no, like, unless it's like J. Cole or Kendrick, or like Isaiah or Sean, those, you know, those kids are, you know, they're making noise. I mean, shit, Kendrick's like the biggest rapper around right now. <laughs> right, right. Definitely the most popular thing with kids, and that's, that's, that worries <laughs> Right, right. Well, and that, uh, so that leads me to ask, you know, you know, have you have you messed around or, or or checked out any of the like the under more underground, more indie label type stuff, you know, like Ryan Sayers comes to mind off the top of my head, you know, like, you know, because Atmosphere, Blueprint, uh, um, Brother Ali, like all of those cats, like uh, all over Ryan Sayers, uh, Sage Francis comes to mind too. Like, I mean, we're talking about people who are absolutely conscious about the craft and and put out, you know, stuff with, you know, with a lot of thought, a lot of meaning and and skilled and skilled lyricism. But yet, you know, they they it's almost intentional to stay under the radar and and stay indie and stay underground and all of that, Um, you know, 
would you would you ever see that coming back up to the forefront and and maybe snuffing out or at least pushing the mumble rap and all of the stupid shit you know off to the side where it belongs and and that's my opinion not yours yeah yeah i mean for me like i Apocalypse. Little did we know. <laughs> I wish we could have here. accessible now because you know the, the technology is accessible anybody who wants to make or distribute music can do so um, so there's a there's a signal maybe the signal to noise ratio isn't different but maybe there's just so much more music now or is it really that the quality of music overall is declining Just to for kind of to, to wrap this up here and bring it back around to DJing, what can what can we do, uh, the four of us in this room and also our listeners, what can we do to, to kind of preserve the the art or the culture of DJing? Gosh, I just keep putting in that work, be original, like you know, just keep pushing it, like you know, just what everybody should be doing. What I what I do when I wake up, I just try to like put in that work and try to be original as I can and try to do something never done before. 
that's about it, you know, keep doing your thing. DJ Craze, thank you so much for joining us on the Passionate DJ Podcast, and um, Tony, you want to send us out here? Yeah, when are you coming back to Ohio? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah! Oh, I don't know. I don't even know. Like, maybe me and uh, Zach come out. Like, yeah! Yeah! Okay, I'll, uh, I'll hit John up and I'll see if we can make something happen. Yeah, sure. We're down like shit. Me and Zach, let's go. Let's do it. All right. Oh, yeah. All right, homies. Grace, thank you so much. Hey, thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Grace. Okay, that wraps up our interview with DJ Craze. Thank you for sticking through that. And once again, sorry for the audio quality. Hope that was listenable for you. And uh, hopefully, if Tony's successful in bringing Craze back to our hometown, maybe he will uh, join us behind the mic for real and we can do this in studio and, and do it properly. But uh, it was awesome to talk to Craze. He's such a nice guy and has a lot of great stuff to share with us, a lot of insight. Craze, if you're listening, thank you very much for being with us. Uh, To all of our listeners, just wanted to remind you that we are moving off of SoundCloud as our podcast host, so if you only tend to listen to us through SoundCloud, we recommend that you go ahead and subscribe through some other method, uh, whatever your favorite podcast app is, like iOS podcast app or podcast addict for Android or whatever it is that you like to use. Uh, Go ahead and subscribe there, and that way you don't miss any future episodes once we stop dual publishing to SoundCloud. Coming up, we are going to have my uh, big major update to our controller guide uh, that's still in progress, but will be coming out very shortly, along with an audio guide right here on the podcast. So for those of you who are trying to decide what all-in-one DJ controller to go with, this might help you make that choice. We also have an awesome interview coming up that Mo Dingo put together for us when he was in Jamaica. He gets to sit down with a Jamaican DJ and talk about what the culture is like there and the art of the selector and the DJ and how all that stuff works in Jamaica. It was a really cool interview. I think you guys are going to really like it, so stay tuned for that. For now, that is the Passionate DJ Podcast. You guys take care, and we'll see you next week. Ciao.